Welcome to The Real Deal, where God and people are celebrated. I'm Rachel Inouye, bringing you encouragement through real-life stories and a real God. Let's get started. The format for The Real Deal has a rotation which includes buddy time with Rachel and Gail. You get to listen in on our conversation as we catch up, laugh, and chat about who knows what. From shallow waters to the deep things of God, we invite you in. Okay. <laughs> oh, Rachel. How are we going to do this if we can't even pass the sound check? <laughs> oh, laughter is good medicine, good for the soul. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Oh, we have... My face hurts. <laughs> feel like I've done a core workout. <laughs> well, okay. All right. Let's, um, in all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness. okay. Gail. Yes, ma'am. All right. So, you know, my heart for, uh, podcasts being just real. And when I was sharing it with you, one of the things I remember was we just talked about both of us, just knowing that people flock to the authentic. You know, they want the authentic. They want the raw. Even if it's raw, they don't want it to be scrubbed. So yeah. we want to bring something with buddy time. What, what's your heart even? First of all, I just love talking to you. So that's like a, a win-win for me. <laughs> and This will I, keep us talking I, more often. I know. I'm so excited about that. And I love um, how you and I on a phone call, um, we could be exercising. We could be sitting in our home. We could be driving somewhere. But we... We, we come as we are, right. we show up wherever we are. If we are hurting, <laughs> if we are celebrating, if we're giggling, if we're reminiscing, or if we just need some encouragement and prayer, or we just want to connect. Right. And I love that because we can call and we can talk deep. We can pray. We can just listen and commiserate and then like give encouragement afterwards. We can brainstorm. Yeah. It's just authentic and it's transparent and it's real life and it it is the real deal. It and is. this friendship has gone on for years and I think we met in like 2000 or 2001 and it's right. now 2019 and um <laughs> even with all the moves I've moved away and and we, I just know that I can call you and we can talk. Right. And we can, and I can be real and I don't when I'm struggling with something, I don't have to sugarcoat it. And I don't have to be embarrassed if I'm struggling with yeah. something. And don't You are so safe. Oh, praise God. Okay, so don't you think in God's plan, mm -hmm. in the way he wired us, he really wants everybody to have what we have. And, and not just with one friend. Like literally come as you are and be who you are and be the real deal where it's safe because... That's what true community is. That's what really believers are supposed to be. Well, we, yeah, of course we'll call each other up to the to the greater things, you know, mm -hmm. um, not let somebody sit in a sin place or whatever. But mm -hmm. the truth is we're saints. And so it's like, hey, dude, you don't want to do that. Or listen, Gail, that's not like you. I know this about you. But mm -hmm. to fake it or feel <sighs> like if you don't come with it all scrubbed up, then you're not accepted. It's just, it's rocky ground. It's uh, it's It's just bad news. It's bad news. It is. And it, and, or even like coming and not telling the whole story Yeah, or the, the real pain that you're in or, 
or even downplaying the joy. Uh-huh. I've noticed sometimes in my life I've downplayed the joy because the other person I was talking to was in a bad place. And I think we're called to grieve and celebrate and with each other. And so, um, I would agree. I, it- I want that for everybody. This isn't just about us. This is it's not just to model it. It's to like show them how to live it Yeah. because I want them to have it. Right. Right. So yeah, scripture says rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn mm-hmm. with those who mourn. And mm-hmm. I believe the person who's having a great day and their husband just got a promotion and they're now a new grandma and their, you know, son just won this award should be able to be celebrated seated next to the person who found out their husband lost their job. They have a wayward child and maybe he's addicted to pornography. I mean, I'm making Uh these scenarios up. I don't have anybody in mind when I say that. Right. But the person, it's, it should be both. Yes. It should be both. So, okay. We don't really know what buddy time will always consist of, but I just want to ask you, uh, do you remember how you would come over and help me with decorating? And I would leave with this list, this list of action points before yep. you came back. But tell me how that's carried over in just the way you, cause, okay, here, I don't want to get choked up, but Gail, you are a catalyst for people's movement into better things of who they are. I probably am doing this podcast because of seeds that you've planted in my life years ago that are now germinating, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. So we're joking about the actionables, but you are a rooter for people. You are a life coach. You are a at a girl. Let me give you a leg up kind of gal. And mm-hmm. so what are you doing now with that? How do you find it manifested? Is it, yeah, whatever, just update me on it. Oh, that, <laughs> that's really funny. Thank, first of all, thank you for calling me a catalyst. I, I received that. That's a great word. I know that I would leave you with lists <laughs> and I have had friends recently who will text and say, no more lists <laughs> yeah. because I like to do a few different things. I am a life coach or an emotional health consultant. Yeah. I, I have sessions one-on-one with people. I talk to groups. I also love to stage homes to get them ready for sale and or to get them on the market and then help people unpack and get rid of things and purge yeah. and simplify. And, and then I also, these past two Christmases, have helped people decorate their homes for Christmas and set up beautiful things all around their homes. And I gave all of those clients, all the varying kinds of clients I have, I give lists to. Yeah. So that hasn't stopped, Rachel. I believe you. Because seriously, we would be standing on my counters, putting things above my countertops, and then playing with, no, wait, we just got this one from TJ Maxx. Put that one up. No, move it over three more inches. And then once we would decide, the list would be like, return all the items, uh, choose this thing, make sure that you have painted this wall by the next time I come back, blah, blah, blah. But Honestly, don't we need that in life? Yeah. Not like a slave master or a taskmaster, but in a, hey, you don't need to stay stuck way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's yes. really beautiful. It really is. And so I'm looking in my you know, home at fingerprints of Gail still, even though I've redone <laughs> it. You know what I mean? But it's it's re, it's really good. Okay, this is so random, but my first episode for this podcast, I interviewed my dad. <laughs> And then I told him, dad, my format thought would be, 
And by the way, listeners, I'm not certain. I'm going to let God do what this, you know, how this goes. But I think the format will be interview. And then it'll be a portion of a talk I've given with a live audience and, and me kind of updating people on what I think now or dialoguing about it. Not sure about that, but I think so. And then buddy time with Gail. Um, and I Yay. told him this. He said, I remember Gail. We went over to her garage sale. Do you remember those red fire boots she was selling? <laughs> I don't. Oh my God. And I'm like, okay, dad, you're 88 today. You just turned 88 and I don't remember the red fire boots. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, she lives in the big white house on the windy road and she was selling some red fire boots. <laughs> oh, my oh gosh. it was Why so. Why did I have red fire boots? I don't know, it's but awesome. you also had a, uh, a copper metal pot that sits still on my front porch and it's really great so anyway that's neither here nor there and now well, this might even get edited out one, Who knows? Other <laughs> one other garage sale story is that's how i met dana mcnamee <gasps> oh she showed up at my garage sale and bought fabric and she was gonna make a um puppet puppets thing for her small children oh, out of, course. of my fabric of and then we became was. like BFFs. Oh, so garage sales are effective to making friends. Yeah, they, they really are. Okay, so do you remember the other garage sale story? And pr I promise, this is not, it's not a bone I have to pick with you, but you borrowed either my table or the chairs, uh, your, and it never came back. never got it back. <laughs> I still owe you a card table. I, I don't want one. Frankly, I don't want one. But I, for a while, I had four nice chairs. <laughs> no table. I think someone came and took my table and it was yours. I'm so sorry. Will you forgive me? I when so I forgive to you. Wisconsin, I'm going to uh, do something about that. No, do not. I'm just, it just reminded me. And that was funny because you're like, do you think somebody left with two tables? Because Rachel, yours is gone, but here are your four chairs. And I'm like, I don't need them. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my goodness. All right. So let me ask you other one other question. When was the last time you were in like a TJ Maxx or Home Goods. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like yesterday. <laughs> can can I just share a little story you with the can listeners? Share any story you want. Do you remember the day we bought the ficus trees? Oh, yes. <laughs> we we had these ficus trees, and at the time I had that big brown conversion van. <laughs> so we're standing in line with these two trees. And the salesperson couldn't believe that we were really going to work it out in a sweet and amicable way that we weren't going to have a fight over which tree we wanted to take home. And she was just like, are you guys sure you're not going to be in a fight about this? And we're like, no, if one looks better in someone's home than the other, that's what we're going to do. And she like, she couldn't believe it. But the thing, <laughs> the thing that still makes me laugh is, so I'm standing in line and I've got two ficus trees and a lamp. The lamp, yes, I know the lamp. <laughs> so you had this very ornate lamp that was going to look perfect in your house, but you can tell the audience in a second that we have different decorating styles, right? Yes, yep, Because absolutely. people are all who they should be. It's uh -huh. the real deal. So yep. I'm standing there and you go, oh, I just need to go back to the very back because I need to pick up this plate or this thing I saw back there. So I'm like, okay, I'll hold your place in line. And somebody came up behind me. So number one, I wanted them to know, my friend is coming right back. I'm not being a weirdo, saving dibs for her space. But instead of just saying, you know, my friend is right here, but she's in the back of the store right now. I say, by the, by the way, my friend is in the back of the store, and I just want you to know this is her lamp. 
This is... Because it's so ugly. Because this wouldn't be my lamp was basically the subtext of that. <laughs> like, he's going to know me and think, what in the heck is that lady? Anyway, I still think about, why did I say that to him? <laughs> the next time I come over to your house... It's over by the corner, by the fireplace, and the piano, I think, in the corner. It was perfect. Yeah, and it was the colors. That, and I've actually painted it, like, wrought iron black, and it looks amazing in my black and white farmhousey look. But no, it would, never would have made it in your home because you have more contemporary taste, more abstract, you like red, and this was kind of an ugly metal lamp. So, if, but yes, I still have the lamp, and I think of you often <laughs> It was like, I'm holding my place and this is not my lamp. Okay. So don't judge me. <laughs> so don't judge me by the curly cues because there's nothing curly cue about me. Anyway, I loved it in your space. And oh, I totally remember that, Rachel. Don't, don't we need to have people in our homes? Because yes. when we do, like think of buddy time. People are always meeting at the Starbucks. I'm guilty of this. I really mm -hmm. am. It's easier to meet out than it is in... But the minute you're in someone's home, you're invited into who they are. I believe it. Yes. Yes. I remember back, Rachel, you know, I've moved 14 times in 30 years. Holy and God. before I lived in Wisconsin, I, one of the stops was St. Louis and I had, I have four kids, four grown children, but at the time I had one and moving into two and I didn't have the security and the confidence to have people in my home because it wasn't decorated and it wasn't pretty enough. I didn't have the right decorations. I didn't have the confidence to, I, we were invited to different things at different people's homes and they were all so lovely and finished and window treatments and all the art on the wall. And we didn't have that. And I was insecure and I didn't invite people in my home. And a woman called, our husbands worked together, and she said, hey, I want you to come over. And I don't even have much food in my house right now, and my, you know, I, I haven't been out, but I'd love, to, I'd love to just have you come over. All I have is, like, tomato soup and salami. So we can make salami sandwiches and tomato soup, canned, like, you know, yeah. nothing special. And it was so freeing to me to go over to her home and sit with her and have canned soup and she didn't have to clean her house. Right. She didn't have to have it perfectly decorated, but she invited me into her home. And that lunch changed me. And shortly after that, we moved to Naperville. And I had, we went around and met every neighbor we could within the first week. And we had moving boxes everywhere and paper and junk. And we weren't unpacked. And I said, I am not going to do that again. I'm right. going to invite people into my space and into my home. And not compare not compete. Hallelujah. Like Celebrate. Says. Yeah. And, um, that was it. That was the end of that. And I love going into someone's home. I love to create an environment in my home where it's not perfectly decorated, but they come in and they can put, pull their feet up on the sofa and get cozy. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to feel comfy and welcome. You know, so I encourage, I encourage listeners to yeah. try that this year. Yeah. Take a risk. Yeah. I think you are the one who helped me with that because mm -hmm. you told me about that. You said it could be grapes and a turkey mm -hmm. sandwich. And, and you're yep. probably referring to the salami and the, you know, mm -hmm. canned tomato soup in your mind. But you were saying mm -hmm. that. And I believe that along paired with this acronym, chaos. 
C H A O S. Guys, I didn't do very well in spelling in school. Stands for can't have anyone over syndrome. And that was like, if your life is in chaos, you will feel like you can't have anyone over syndrome and you'll never have anybody over then because you'll always wait for it to be too, you know, perfect. And it was like, oh my gosh, I just need to invite people into my chaos because Mm -hmm. otherwise I won't. And here's the deal. I learned that I could have my, this house that I live in now in Wisconsin, I could have it picked up. I could have my dishes always cleaned, whatever. And I am not making this up, Gail. It would only be on the days when I had a bunch of stuff in the in the living room or I had boxes in the way of actually entering my home or I had my, what's the thing you use for cleaning the carpets? Vacuum, vacuum right in front of the entryway and didn't make have any makeup on, hadn't even put clothes on that my no neighbors bed. would knock. No beds made, yep. That's when my neighbors would knock. And I realized... God wanted to show me that. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted, mm-hmm. I believe, because he wanted them to knock on my door that day. Mm-hmm. And I was learning, if I don't have it together and they know how much God loves me, I was actually mm-hmm. being his billboard even more then than when I had it all together. Does that make sense? Oh, it makes perfect sense. It's yeah. like, instead of it being like, well, she's perfect and she's got it all together, so that's why God loves her. No, it was like, she doesn't have squat together. And... <laughs> I know she loves this Jesus. You know what I mean? So it, it just really struck me as, because uh, it, it was repeatedly happening. And um, the other thing, this is related in my mind. It might not relate in yours, but anytime I would ever sing a song or play my guitar, if I was singing or leading worship or whatever, I would make at least one mistake with the chords, at least. And it didn't matter how much I practiced. I felt like God was trying to show me, I will use it. Even if it's not perfect, I'm not looking for flawless. I'm looking for surrendered. You know what I mean? I'm not looking for you to be perfect. I'm perfect kind of thing. So Mm, that's so good. That's so, that's so freeing. Let's pause. If you're enjoying the real deal with Rachel in a way, subscribe, tell a friend, rate and review it. I appreciate your support. All right. Back to the real deal. So I have a question for you. Well, first a comment and then a question. Okay. So I love beginnings and ends of things. I love, I love like going back to school shopping and getting new notebooks and paper in August and the beginning of the school year. And now we just ended 2018 and we're just starting Mm -hmm. 2019. And I just want to ask you it as you're ending that and beginning this year, if the Lord has given you a word for the year, or a vision for the year, or a hope for the year, and then I'll tell you mine. Oh, that's such a good question. I know I have one for sure, and then I had another (laughs) one. I just want to make sure it's what I wrote down the other day. But I just wrote this blog that will come out today. You know, with this podcast, I think I'm still going to try to blog at least once a week, and maybe the podcast will be every other week. But it talked about looking back with gratitude and looking forward Mm. with faith. Because only Mm. when we glance backward and see the way God has been faithful— then we're able to go forward with faith and confidence in who he is anyway. So I do believe that endings and beginnings are both of that for for me and what he uses. So that's interesting that you would ask me that uh, in light of what I just wrote about today. But one of the things that he told me in this new year was we went up to the cabin right around New Year's Eve and stuff, and we were making these little bracelets or necklaces, and we could hammer the little letters that went on this disc almost, you know, almost like a washer that you would use. And then it hangs from a chain or whatever. 
And everybody was picking their word. What's your word? What's your word? And I was like, Lord, I don't want to just pick a word. I want the word to be like from you. What's this word from you for my year? And I could think of all sorts of things that sounded good, but I realized that I'm still in a battle for my family's unity and my battle strategy is praise. And so that is what came. And I just stamped that out, praise. So that's one word for sure. Mm -hmm. The other word was, um, I believe, abundance. Wow. And I don't believe I'm supposed to, I don't mean put up with, but just continue to think that there'd be any lack because that's an orphan (laughs) spirit and God. And I don't mean just money, although I believe it includes money. You know, Mm -hmm. like just abundance of opportunity, abundance of friendship, abundance of God's goodness and mercy and whatever. So... Those are mine, and I really will. Between now and their next time, I'll look to make sure if there was one other one, because I did seek him right around New Year's and the turn of the year. Uh, how about you? Oh, that's that's. I love those words. I'll re, I'll be I'll remind you of the, throughout yeah, the year thank and ask you. how they're how they're going. Um, so last year, the Lord. I feel like the Lord gives me the word in the November before the mm-hmm. year. So about fourteen months ago, He gave me the word health and vitality. And I was really ill at the time. And so that gave me much hope. And on another podcast, we can talk about that. And then it was a year, 2018, of moving towards health, believing in health, doing some things that led to my health. And it proved to be true and faithful. I was, I was. It was prophetic. It It was prophetic over the next year very prophetic over the year. And when I would not feel well or had doubt, I would go back to my word and cling to it mm. from the Lord, that word from the Lord. That's good. There's so much power in that. And then November was came up a couple months ago and I, I, I was like, oh, I wonder what my word will be for next year. And immediately I heard decree yes. and then decree and declare with yes. boldness. Yes. With boldness. And it kind of scared me at first because I wanted to do podcasting and I want to speak more and I feel yes. I've been studying and researching the last few years and I have a lot to share yeah. and I feel like I'm supposed to do that with boldness. And in the past, and even some days now, I struggle with man's approval and a little fear of what people yeah, would yeah, think. Yeah. And I think he is breaking that and healing that. I'm moving forward and doing it afraid. And that is super exciting. So as we move forward, I want to just keep remembering decree and declare right. with boldness. Right. So, That's so yeah. good. And you know, for me, Gail, I see you as being that, but mm-hmm. I also know that it's not wrong to, to live in the way our personality <laughs> is or who we are. I think when we live in our personality and who we are, that gives us a kind of a sense of that boldness instead of trying to be something else, you know? And for me, I think I am wired for a relationship. So this podcast I get energized for because I'm not sitting by myself. I'm actually interviewing somebody or I'm working with someone or I get to have this call with you. And so for me, even to be able to declare and decree with someone makes me bolder in my own podcast. So I believe God is using us to help one another because he knows that we do like to be relational, if that makes sense. I think that's, I, I think it's amazing. It totally makes sense. And I see you as someone who 
has always been brave in the word and brave in calling things out and brave in encouragement and brave in speaking. And so I'm, I love to watch you do that. And I'm gleaning from you in that. And, um, you do a great job Mm. of that, but I've loved doing it with you also. Mm -hmm. I think I, I'm pretty, my friends and family would say, Oh, you're pretty bold with me. And you call it out with me and you declare it with me. I'm like, okay. And here comes a list, but, um, (laughs) paint this wall, paint the wall and clean out this cupboard. But I don't do it with strangers. I don't do it on social media. I don't, I I'm, I've been afraid. And so I'm stepping into that. Yeah. So you can challenge me in that area too. Well, it's interesting because my heart is that I would share something that would help someone else that somewhere in there in a podcast or whatever, there'd be a prayer, whether it's a blog post that ends in a prayer or a prayer over people. Cause I believe it's not defined by those who are right in your presence, that God can use that in his spirit over the you know waves of a podcast or however podcasts are actually, you know, but so that is an area for growth. That is an area for God to use. And it's interesting because I wanted to share either a promise of God or a proverb of God and a prayer during the time. And what you just said, here's this proverb, the fear of man will prove to be a snare. And it's interesting that once we don't have the fear of man, our legs are not tangled up in a snare anymore. And we run whatever God's, whichever way God's asking us to do it or be, or, you know, whatever. I love that. I love that that is coming off of you. I love it. And I think once we have a personal victory, it actually causes corporate breakthrough. There's power in our testimonies. Yep. There's power in that. And I was afraid to say anything to anyone in the past. And then I got bold with my friends and family and now it's the world. So watch out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Look out. Declare and decree girl. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's so good. It's so, so good. Let, let me think if there was one other thing I was going to ask you about. Well, first of all, how was your Christmas? It was a good, you know what? It was, it was remarkable. The mm. last few Christmases have been very challenging and this was a highlight for our whole family. We have four adult children who are all home, um, ranging from 20 to 27. And my in-laws came in for a bit and backtracking, I decided to put up my Christmas decorations the first week of November. Yeah. And the reason was because I knew I was going to be decorating everyone else's homes yeah. and I wanted our home to be done and I didn't want to be too tired to do it after I had served everybody else. Mm. And so we've actually enjoyed and they're still up and they're coming down this weekend. So they will have been up for 10 weeks, but, um, but it's your house, your but rules. It's my home and it's, yeah. And it's beautiful and I enjoy it. So the Christmas, We had done a bunch of things in our home to create an environment of coziness. And I moved all my furniture around and I painted my trim and it sounds like little things, but it gave it a fresh feel Mm. and everyone wanted to sit by the fire and be cozy. And in the past, the way it was laid out, nobody wanted to kind of hang out. And we spent a lot of quality family time together, which we haven't always done. And my husband knew that I didn't have a stocking that was like all of my kids stockings were embroidered by a great grandma. Okay. And I didn't have a stocking, which doesn't seem like a big deal, but all of the things from my childhood are gone from when my parents split up and sold the home and all of that. So I have nothing from my childhood. And 
he felt really sad and he wanted to do something very loving. And this is out of the ordinary because he's a dude and a man's man and six foot three and 200 right. pounds. <laughs> and he bought a kit on the internet. He bought a kit, a needlepoint kit of these. It's so, I'll have to send a picture. It's so precious. And he, he's never done this in his life. He needlepointed it? He needlepointed it and he would take it on the airplanes. He would take it into coffee shops, sitting at his desk at work when he had a break up in the middle of the night when he couldn't sleep all year, he worked on it and it is so dear and so well done and so beautiful. And the thought that he wanted me to have something that was so special and he spent all that That time. time and he took it publicly and he was like, yeah, I'm doing this for my wife. Like yeah. when you, as the, Love as the podcasts it. go on and you hear more about my story, it, you will even be more blown away by the right. fact that this happened. All of our kids in their own ways have said that this was the most special Christmas, just being together Love and it. connecting. And there wasn't a lot of pressure and we just loved on each other and relaxed and sat by the fire. We watched old home movies and, and giggled about our times in all the different cities we've lived in. It was, it was a high, it was a banner year and it wasn't because of presence or, you know, material things. It was, um, it was just really intimate and sweet. You you know what I love about that is, well, number one, the the care that Dave took to over a long duration to show you that he loved you. And literally every stitch was a demonstration of that. And Mm -hmm. it is part of a redeemed story because that isn't necessarily the past or every Christmas. And that's, that's okay. That's the real deal. That's being Mm -hmm. honest that not every Christmas is a banner Christmas for people, but you get to celebrate that one. And that is fabulous. And I did see your photos and things like that. But I literally could tell through the photos that none of that was staged. Like, everybody smile and look this direction. Like, I knew in my heart. So that's so good. That's so good. It's so different. So Mm. miracles happen. Yeah. Prayers get answered. People change. Right. Redemption and restoration can happen in any marriage, in any family. Taking that one. It can. I'm I'm a testimony of that. So yeah, thank you for celebrating with me. It it was really special. That's so good. That's so I I love him taking it to the coffee shops and all that. But yeah, okay. So the other thought I had about that was, you know, when I wrote Lily Pads, it's it's something that is demonstrated, something I see with my eye, but it teaches me a spiritual truth. That's just one of the ways God communicates to me. But mm-hmm. the impact that the environment made on your kids wanting to sit by the fire, wanting to hang out in that room. Mm-hmm. That tells me that when it's true in the natural, it's true in the spiritual. And so we yes. really can take, talk about declare and decree. We can take atmospheres and we can ask God to bring his presence in an atmosphere. We can carry his presence mm-hmm. in an atmosphere. We take it into the Panera. We take it, you know, mm-hmm. post office, but we also can have our homes be that. So I love that. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Yeah, it's, it was the real deal for sure. That's so good. It really was. Oh, okay. Well, all right. I'm thinking that we should figure out if there's a way that we can connect again, and maybe we'll just mm-hmm. keep asking questions of each other so that we mm-hmm. can uh, fill people in on this buddy time. But I think, Gail, this is going to be good because it fills my cup. <laughs> 
and I know I we'll fill other people. <laughs> so you guys, if you see us by any time you don't want to tune in, that's okay, because Gail and I... <laughs> We're having a good old time. We're splashing on each other's cups for sure. <laughs> we are splashing over. So that's going to be good. But would you, um, let's just agree in prayer over anybody who listened to this. Would, would you pray? And then maybe I'll close real quick and we'll see how this all goes up. Thanks. Sure. Oh, Heavenly Father, I just come before you. Rachel and I just do. Thank and you, we God. love you. Yeah. We thank you for technology and yeah. for Michael helping us get this set up and that we can communicate over the airwaves. And Lord, you hear us. Yeah. And we can hear you. And Jesus, we just ask that the truths that were spoken today would minister to deep places in people's hearts. That lives would be changed. That they would hear a word for 2019 and be encouraged with that word. That they would open up their home and invite people over for a salami sandwich or soup that they would laugh together. Yeah, thank you, Lord. That they would celebrate each other's victories mm-hmm. and sit with them in each other's pain. Mm-hmm. Lord, I'm excited for what is to come. Thank you for this opportunity. I ask blessings over each of the listeners. Yeah, God, yes. We love you, Jesus, and it's by your blood we claim these things. Amen, amen. Lord, I just ask that you would bless my friend Gail today. I I thank you that we've had this time together. I thank you that you are working in and through her life in ways that um, I get to see and in ways I don't even yet know. And so thank you for what you're doing. I just praise you, God. I thank you, Lord, for every person that's listening to this, whether it's right when the episode goes out or months uh, later. God, you are intersecting yourself with people's lives. So do it. Do it for your glory and may people be changed. I pray a blessing on each listener from the top of their head, Lord, to the soles of their feet, that you bless their body their soul, their mind, their spirit, that whatever they encounter this year, they would know that you've got their back. You're also going ahead of them. And so, Lord, I thank you that you are unchanging, you don't lie to us, and you always keep your promises. Lord, my prayer is that people would live in a place where the fear of man proves to be a snare and they don't need it. They just need to fear you and knowing that you're the God that goes before them. So thanks. Thanks for buddy time and thanks for my friend Gail. And Lord, I do thank you that you are the friend that sticks closer than a brother, that you did not want us to think of you as slave-master relationship, but you said, I've called you friend. That's what you said in the book of John. So thanks. Thanks for being our friend. And thanks for this time together today, Lord. I just pray you bless each listener and my friend, my dear friend, Gail, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you Love for you. being my buddy time guest. And um, mm-hmm. we're going to have many of these. I, I just feel it's going to be a good thing. So thank you. Love you. Love you. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. You've been listening to The Real Deal with me, Rachel Inouye. Audio engineering by Michael Inouye. That's my husband. Thanks, babe. Theme music by Andrew Grace.